You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No hey, everyone. Before we get started with today's game, just wanted to tell you that we are excited to take part in the second edition of the best trivia calendar in the history of the world. That's right, our friends Jonathan Oaks from Oaks Media Group and Katie Sikelski over at The Inkling have invited us, Triviality, to submit one week full of questions for the 2021 Everyday Q&A Trivia Calendar. If you would like to order this calendar, you can go to triviacalendar.net, and once you get it in the mail, you will see one week full of questions in our Triviality style. We hope that you figure out what those questions are and maybe try to figure out which hosts wrote them, but if you'd like to order that calendar, which we very much encourage please go to triviacalendar.net. And thank you once again to Katie and Jonathan for including us this year. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop. Hello and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of IT support meets a large amount of delays in recording my name is Matt, and I will be hosting today. That is correct. You're not listening to an old episode. I am hosting. I wrote some questions, and I can't wait to share them with my friends, Ken, Jeff, and Neil. How are you guys doing today? That's some high praise. Yeah. We're, in, we're in masks in here. We're in masks in the studio. And not just mm-hmm. our uh, our emotional mask, but actual masks. Yeah. <laughs> just the like mask, the nothing mask. else. Well, it's, it's late afternoon, so my uh, skin-clearing mask has also come off. <laughs> Well, it's very exciting. Anything new in you besides wearing masks and hanging out in the studio? Nothing new? Uh, recently, I got an electric toothbrush for the first time. Oh, that's life-changing. Yeah. Is that Welcome a sexual to thing or something? I'm very excited well, for you. Little, yeah, yeah, thanks, Matt. It's not like I was brushing with a rock before. <laughs> it, was, you know, it was a regular toothbrush that we've been using for 100 years. Does it vibrate? Now, now I have an electric one. It like vibrates. Yeah, in a way. Okay. It's an electric toothbrush. All right, I'm just trying yeah, to see where you're at. That's all. Yeah. So I, I wrote all my questions in Microsoft Excel like I always do. And it's crashed about four times in the last 20 minutes or so. And I just got a pop up that says, enjoying Microsoft Excel? Question mark. Are you? The answer is no. <laughs> I'm not enjoying. <laughs> I don't that's know a, if anybody's ever enjoyed Microsoft that's Excel. That's a passive aggressive <laughs> Microsoft. One, one person has enjoyed it. And it's that little uh, paper, paper clip guy. Clippy? Clippy? Yeah. Oh, Clippy. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously you three will be playing my game, but we do have another guest. Uh, and Neil, why don't you introduce him? Sure. I've never met him before, but I'll introduce him. Uh, no, this How is awkward. Uh, this is my friend. Uh, he's a, an amazing writer. Uh, we, we work on a lot of projects together as well. Uh, and uh, he's here in Chicago. He's also a Patreon supporter, and we appreciate him supporting us and also being on the show. And that is Justin Shady. Thanks for coming on. 
Thanks for having me, guys. It's, uh, I've been listening for years now, ever since we met, I guess. So I, just, I don't even remember how we met. Did you email me? It's not important. Uh, yes, I don't. I don't remember. I probably stalked you and then sent an email and something like that. That sounds like Neil's mo. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Typical Neil. Like Dirty Harry shoots first, asks questions later. I stalk first, ask questions later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what have you been up to? So work's been slow, and I've got two kids, a three-year-old and a five-year-old. So that's exhausting. And my wife, I've been working from home for. 20 years now, actually. Um, and my wife just started working from home, which is taking some adjusting, you know, getting used to. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, that's how it's been lately to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. So what are the teams going to be? Uh, I'll partner with Justin. Um, we wanted to do something to honor Wilford Brimley, uh, who just passed, I think was today or yesterday. Uh, so Jeff gave us a good idea and we're going to go with, uh, Brimley's believe it or not. And uh, Jeff and I are going to take a team name from a bad film that uh, Justin had recently watched. And what was the title? Terror on Blood Fart Lake. All right. Terror on Blood Fart Lake. Which we've been told is on Amazon and is also the best part of the movie. Available to rent, but not recommended. And you said there's no blood or farting, right, Justin, or something like that? Well, there's blood and there is farting, but there's no blood farting. Which feels like (laughs) a real letdown. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Betrays the premise. So no one yeah. says the title of the movie at one point in the movie. This is some they, kind of terror on Blood Fart Lake. No, they do. That's oh, exactly God. what. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so Justin, uh, do you want to hear the rules from Gilbert Gottfried or the traditional rules guy today? Oh, let's do, uh, let's do traditional. All right. You know. OG yeah. rules. Here we go. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. I am the cream, yeah. The cream of the crop. And we're back. So uh, without further ado, Matt, why don't you take it away? Let's get us started. Well, I just put in the cameo money for Wil- Wilford Brimley, so I don't, I don't think we're going to be getting that. Oh. Um, that rules rating, unfortunately. Matt, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I like to bring it down before we you know, get ready for the game. So you guys ready for question one? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. All right, question one. The first commercial version of this product was produced by Raytheon in the 1940s and cost over $57,000 in today's money. Vinnie Johnson was an avid user in the late 80s and early 90s, and that's a clue for sports fans and just for myself. All right, we are locked in. What would cost $57,000 today? <laughs> a car? Um it, it costs $57,000 then in today's inflated money. Ah, uh, okay. Right. Yeah, so it was about, I think it was about like 5000 in the 1940s. And, and that's what the, the product cost or that's what it costs? That's to- what the product cost to purchase commercially. Uh, Very well, expensive. I don't know. A microwave? I mean, I, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I uh, The sports clue, I am of no help on that and but got to be something like the new the new era of like uh you know post-war suburban like the uh yeah, yeah, yeah. world of tomorrow right it's like how uh, uh, the top loading vcrs cost like three thousand dollars when they came out it's got to be some let's say like um i'm good with mic- uh, is microwave too early microwave too- tv i don't know 
Let's choose the microwave. Microwave. That's right. probably way too early. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, Brimley's with the microwave. Blood farts. Oh, we're saying it's the brand new invention that's going to revolutionize home entertainment, the television. All right, well, the answer, if you know Vinnie Johnson, his nickname was the microwave because he's oh. always heating up. The answer is microwave. Wow. Nice. <laughs> Good job, guys. Backed into that one. Right. Awesome. Moving on to question two. Oh, I'm not going to pronounce this correctly. Wagen Light Op 49, number four, is probably much better known by this name. Just don't try to listen to it while driving. Unless it's a Volkswagen, then it's probably appropriate. That's the name of a song. Uh, maybe it's Wiegen Light. I don't know. My German's bad. Is this the opera based on John Travolta's movie Ladder 49? <laughs> no, it's actually the uh, opera based on the later song by Joe Walsh, Funk 49. Hmm. Uh, this one's very difficult for us. I can I can translate the second German word in that question, but it's not really getting us anywhere uh, specifically. So we're going to take a guess and lock in. All right. Uh, you, so you don't know anything about opera, right, Justin? No, I know. Um, I think his clue, I think it's just a simple clue because uh, Matt is a simple man of simple tastes. But I think that... Uh, if you're riding in a Volkswagen, he probably just means it's a German composer because it's a German name. Right. Um, I just I can't think of any German opera composers. I, I guess Brahms might have had an opera or Wagner, but yes, yeah, I say we tap. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Um, I don't right. know. Unless you can. We'll just lock in with Ride of the Valkyries just for no other good reason. Not a bad guess. I know uh, lead is... Uh... German for the word song, I believe, but that's as far as we could get. And Jeff put in a guess. Well, jokingly, if we think it's about operas, uh, I said Volkswagen made the Carmen Ghia, so we said Carmen. Uh, so no points there. Neil was getting very dangerously close to the right answer. Uh, the Volkswagen clue was to get you to German composers. The German composer was Brahms. Um, when you're driving, you probably don't want to listen to Brahms' lullaby. Uh, okay. The old German lullaby slapping you across the face while singing Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got an email saying that we don't ask enough classical music questions. So there you go for the one listener who wanted more of those. Boom. <laughs> Taken care. <laughs> check, check that box. Right, moving on to question three. I also got an email saying they wanted questions about uh, the 1985 Mets. So here's one. Very specific. Uh, very specific. Uh, on the 4th of July in 1985, this New York Met lit off his own fireworks when he hit for the cycle in a 16-13 win over the Atlanta Braves. Not sure if he got any of his hits off a spitball. I'd have to ask Newman. I got this one, Neil. We can lock in. Okay. So the spitball from Newman, that's uh, the Seinfeld episode. Who who was the baseball player on that? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I it thought you might know because you just watched Seinfeld. Yeah, it might come to me in a second. Who is it? You're so close. I know. I know everything about that episode. They do the whole. Uh, they do the whole Zapruder film of the spit. The spit wad. It had to be a second spitter. <laughs> all right. Well, with all that said, I just can't remember the name. So I think we're gonna have to tap. I'm. Man. All right. That's frustrating. All right. So tapping from the blood farts, Brimley's. Yeah, it's uh, Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. Keith Hernandez. <laughs> I think I'm the only person that was alive out of the five of us in 1985. So I actually, I don't know sports, but I actually knew that. So that's weird. <laughs> it's 
very foreign. You asked the one sports question I might actually know. <laughs> I had to throw Seinfeld clues in to get there. So. <laughs> Even I almost got it. Shucks. Yeah. When you hear, it was one of those names when you hear, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's what it is. All right. Question four. A group of lemurs are known as this, although I heard that QAnon wanted to call them something else. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we have a guess here, and we're going to lock it in. I think it's a conspiracy. Oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. I was thinking, like, litigious of lemurs, but that does not make any sense. So, um, <laughs> yeah, conspiracy makes total sense, because if Matt wrote this question, we know where his head's at most of the time. So <laughs> I'm fine with that. I mean, that, I might be wrong, but that's that's where my brain went. Okay, I'm good with that. All right, uh, that makes a lot of sense. It seems pretty simple, but uh, we went a little deeper and we thought uh, QAnon often talks about a secret cabal. So we said cabal. But I think you guys are probably right. A cabal of lemurs would be very fun. But the answer is conspiracy. Matt, are lemurs conspiracy theorists? Um, I had heard that, yes. And I'm, I'm saying that right now. I'm stating that. Because I, I think Zabumafu is probably a member of QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can move quickly. From there, uh, we're moving on to question five. And yes, I actually took some question fives from listeners. Hey. Uh, it's been a while, right? Remember that? Um, if you really like the question fives, one place you can hear them is definitely going to be on the Crop Drop, exclusive to Patreon members, $5 and up. So if you really like these or you have some questions you'd like to have us read on the air, uh, just send us an email at trivialitypodcast at gmail.com. Either question five or Crop Drop in the subject, and we'll get those read. This one comes from Tyler Sasena. In 1972, what U.S. state hosted the first Drum Corps International Championship? While Nick Cannon was too young to join, I imagine if it was held in 1992, he might have badgered his parents into letting him try out. The Nick Cannon part was the part I added, in case you didn't guess that. Okay, uh, I think we're picking up on the clue here, so we're going to lock in. I kind of picked up on the same thing, Neil. I picked up on uh, Nick, not the Nick Cannon so much, but the term badger. So uh, my guess, I don't know, is Wisconsin, just because of the Wisconsin badgers. Yeah, yeah. Do we need a uh, city, Matt, or a state? It's the state. Oh, it's just the state. Oh, yeah. I'm good with that, Uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay. And hopefully for first points this game, we also said Wisconsin. Naming the badger state, the answer is Wisconsin. Nice. On the board. Yeah, and you, you're on the board now with 10 points. We're at 40, so Justin's been carrying the team, so we're doing pretty well. <laughs> All right, moving on to question six. Phildius is seen as a colossal figure in the creation and design of the artwork found at this historic location. Phildius sounds like, you know, in the uh, Enlightenment era or the Greek era, there's like, you know, Aristotle... Sophocles, but Phildius is like the normal dude who has no value whatsoever. It's like, hey, Phildius, I have no idea. Uh, we're going to go ahead and lock in over here with a guess. Uh, Justin and I have been talking. Uh, what were you thinking, Justin? I, I kind of agree with you. I have no better ideas. Yeah, I mean, mine is just like a total shot in the dark, but uh, I was thinking maybe the Sistine Chapel. Maybe it's Phildius is a part of the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't have anything better than that. So maybe he he built it and Da Vinci or Michelangelo painted it. So is it Michelangelo yeah. or Da Vinci? Michelangelo. Michelangelo. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. We're going a different direction. Uh, he did say he was a colossal figure. So we're saying maybe it was the Colosseum. Mm-hmm. 
So it looks like no points, although the Colosseum was really close. It, we're looking for another ancient Greek uh, structure. Uh, home of the Colossals is going to be the Parthenon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Colosseum is Roman. Oh. Yeah. So Oops. we're going to look for something completely different. Thank you, Jeff. Oh, Jeff always bringing us back on track. No, it's important because it saves the email. So I know somebody had started typing, and Jeff's like, no, actually, it's Roman. And now you can hit delete. So Just like on another recording today, Jeff heard a metal and said, it was supposed to be a heavy metal. He said, I don't think that metal is very heavy. I mean, I own some. <laughs> it doesn't feel very heavy to me. Pretty heavy. You wanted to debate the weight of gallium. Great. It's only 31 on the periodic table. How heavy that, that's, the way, that's the way Jeff's brain works. He wants to debate the weight of gallium when the movie is actually called heavy metal. Yes. And it gives, it gives the answer straight up. all right well let's move to question seven where hopefully we can get some more points on the board Um, this instrument has its roots in india but was brought to the western world after being featured in the rolling stones hit painted black yeah we're good yep it's hard not being able to mouth the words to jeff across the table with the (laughs) but we are locked in i use sign language uh you just flipped me the bird (laughs) (laughs) what do you think like a sitar possibly what, was, what did you say? A sitar, possibly? That, that was my guess. That's exactly what I wrote down. I'm trying to think of the beginning of Painted Black, but it, it sounds like it would fit. So, um, yeah, let's just go sitar. Yep, sounds good. Famously named because you sit down while playing it. Sitar. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> I, uh, bl- I believe it or not. <laughs> that one. Um, but, yeah, the answer is the sitar. So points for both teams. Now that speaking of the Beatles, I mean that's that's when they all got high, right? And they're playing about sitars. The Rolling Stones. Well, I know we're talking about Rolling Stones. I'm just saying the sitar is attributed usually with the Beatles being high, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, to that to that era of uh, of Beatles. Yeah, the Beatles later. brought uh, a lot of sitar into their music, and well, I can't remember the musician's name, but the famous sitar player. Yeah. Ravi Shankar. Yes, thank you. Hmm. All right. Question eight. This 1998 movie ends up on a lot of lists of most egregious product placements in movie lists, as there is quite a few more than in the original Jimmy Stewart classic this movie was based off. The most egregious probably being its title. Man, Jimmy Stewart's Space Jam was way better than the remake. Hey, it's the Monsters. This is a tough one. I think a lot of people don't know that this movie was based off a Jimmy Stewart classic, which I learned, and that's how I wrote the question. <laughs> Neil has gone into his thinking shell. He's not. He's not coming out. I know. I know. I'm trying. <laughs> we are gonna go ahead and lock in with a guess here because this this one's this one's killing us. We thought long and hard about it and got nowhere. So, uh, Justin, what was your your guess there that you wrote, that you told me? <laughs> I said it's a Wonderful Life cereal. <laughs> I have no idea. That's funny. I, I, we, we were going back and forth on um, Rear Window, which was remade into Disturbia with Shia. Yeah. But Shia wasn't a thing <laughs> in 1998. I mean, yeah. he was a thing. Yeah. Just was that not. was like 05 or 06, right? Something like that? Yeah. yeah. I know a lot of Shia's child career. He was on Even Stevens in around like sweet 2002. Shia. One or and two. holes. And holes. Yeah. So 98 would have been too young and i i know i can name a ton of jimmy stewart movies i mean just i don't think it's going to help us though come on neil just give me an answer here (laughs) (laughs) Uh, just spit it out i'm I'm gonna die waiting here (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I have no idea. Um, the only one I was thinking of was the Family Man that Brett Ratner did with Nicolas Cage that was like an It's Wonderful Life remake. Um, that's all I got. All right. So we're going to go with uh, Mr. Deeds. Oh, my God. All right. Well, the Jimmy Stewart movie was The Shop Around the Corner. Oh, man. You uh, got this... mail. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Um, AOL apparently paid almost $3 million for this movie amongst all their different product placements. The answer is you've got mail. Mm. Man. I, I didn't mean, know that. Yeah. Shop Around the Corner. Uh, There's even one before that. And then you, that was You've Got Mail. And then uh, there's a musical called She Loves Me with Zachary Levi on Broadway that was based on Shop Around the Corner. The Jimmy Stewart answering emails would probably be a movie I'd watch, too. Sorry about that one, Justin. I should have had that one. All right. So we can move on to question nine, then. Uh, Camilla Cabello probably didn't know that this popular port city became the capital of a Caribbean country in the 1500s when King Philip proclaimed it as such. We are locked in. All right. Based on his clue and his love of uh, pop music, Justin, she has a song called Havana, which it could possibly be. Oh, is, is that her? Yeah, yeah where she was like, nah, nah, Havana. I hate that song. I don't even know what she says. I just know she says Havana over and over again. That's good by me, because I have no idea. Okay, all right, we're going to lock in with Havana. We also mm-hmm. said Havana, na, na, na. <laughs> yes, apparently half of King Philip's heart was in Havana. Man, thanks to the gyms all being closed, and even if they're open, I'm not <laughs> going there right now. Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard that song in four months, thankfully. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. All right, that's part of quarantine, right? No Havana. That's one of the rules. All right, finishing up round one with question 10. Sometimes referred to as a national dish of this nation, roasty is a dish containing mostly potatoes in the style of a fritter. This is commonly eaten by farmers in the canton of Bern. All right, so we're locked in? Oh, we can, yeah. Okay, Jeff has a thought. Isn't the Hydron Collider, isn't it in like Bern, Switzerland or something? Yeah. I think so. Um, I, I wrote down Switzerland, and I also wrote down, um, oh, no, gibberish. I wrote down Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> Switzerland <laughs> and gibberish? I gave up. Um, yeah, I, uh, the canton of Bern also sounds like it could probably be in, like, Scotland or something, but. Let's go Switzerland, because we, I wrote it down, and you said it. But I, that's on the burn of it all. If, okay. And that, if that's mm-hmm. not true. Please. All right, l- we're going to feel the burn and go to Switzerland. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure Switzerland has cantons, which are counties or something like that. So, and I know Bern is a city in Switzerland. We said Switzerland. Um, yeah, even though Neil tried to talk them out of the right answer, the answer is Switzerland. Looks like after round one, uh, Team Terror on Bloodfart Lake has 40 points. And uh, over here at Brimley's, believe it or not, we have 70. So oh. let's. A little, little tough for us so far. It is, yeah. Matt's games are usually not that tough. Um, I mean, in a good way, but it's a hard... Co- hard. Uh, sorry. Hard fought? <laughs> hard fought, Neil? <laughs> <laughs> Alpha. Man, I, these masks are making me like have weird uh, weird robotic uh, intrusions. Take take your pill. I Actually, I have a shot that I started every month. Now I got to take it in a couple days, but... The limitless shot. It's, it's a shot, a 10-second shot in my thigh. Man. All right. He's well, not throwing it away either. <laughs> Let's uh gotta have a Hamilton reference in there, apparently. Uh let's uh let's go on to the swing round and see if we can make up some ground here. Which probably we can't because this is where Neil shines, but let's see. Well, I'm not sure about on this one. This swing round is kind of a new game. I'm calling it Person of Interest. Uh named after the great I think Jim Caviezel show. Yeah. I forget. Perfect. Um so the way this is gonna work, we're gonna go back and forth guessing who is the time person of the year. 
Um, you're going to get 10 points for guessing after just the year. You can have a clue and then it'll be worth five points. And then I'll have a second clue that makes it super obvious and you'll get one point after that. Um, you don't if you guess, you don't get the clue. So you can say, OK, I want the clue. Oh, I want the second clue. Um, I've written 10 of them and we're going to go back and forth. Um, the people behind are going to get to choose if they want to go first or second. We'll go first. Do we get to work as a team on this, Matt? The two of you, yes. Eight eight of these are specific people and two are concepts or... Um, yeah, I understand. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It's time. They do weird stuff from time to time. Yeah. Pun not intended. Okay. So the first one is going to be... Um, so the year. So 1930. Do you want the clue or do you want to guess for 1930? Yeah. Jeff and I both wrote down the same guess. So you just want to go for it? That's ballsy, but... We need points. I kind of like it. All right, let's. This is the first one, so let's let's swing for the fences, and we're gonna say it was Hitler. Unfortunately, oh, it was not Hitler. Wrong year. Um, let's see. If after the the first clue would have been, it's Abe Lincoln's best friend on the short-lived show Clone High. Does that help you guys? No. No. How about the second clue would have been leader of India's independence movement? Gandhi. Gandhi. And the answer was Gandhi. Better guy than Hitler, for sure. <laughs> Hitler won in like 35, maybe? Yeah, both yeah. both time uh, people of the year, but uh, Gandhi's better. All right, we're going to move on to two. Uh, Brimley's, you guys ready? Let's do it. Yep. All right, the year is 1987. The year of my birth, it was me. <laughs> <laughs> what would have been big news around that time? Um, 87... When was the when was the Berlin Wall? Berlin Wall fell later than that. Okay, it was like eight, 89 or eighty eight. I think eighty nine. Um, well, Reagan still would have been president, right? In eighty seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Reagan, but the election would have been ramping up. What if it's Gorbachev? Oh, he was. That's the Mr. Gorbachev tear down that wall. That guy. Yeah. Um, you guys do have the option for the hint. I know. I just want to see if we can get these full points. I, you know what? Just screw it. They went full points. Let's yeah. Let's go Gorbachev. I'll say Gorbachev. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mr. Gorbachev, give them their 10 points. Oh, oh nice. Nice. Uh, the first clue is Pink Floyd's iconic album had surprisingly no direct references to this man and then known for being the leader of Soviet Union in the 1980s. All right. Moving on to the next one. Uh, 1952. Clue. All right. The first clue. A probable inspiration of Freddie Mercury. Oh, the Queen was elected that year, right? Elected? Or uh, coronated that year. <laughs> so yeah. maybe Queen Elizabeth II. Okay. All right. And the answer for five points is Queen Elizabeth II. Nice. So good job there. All right. Moving on to the next one. 1982. Do you want to go, want, go for the clue? See if we can get five? Yeah, because 82. Yeah. Okay. We'll take the clue. Okay. The first clue. Radiohead gave it a mediocre review. Oh, that'd probably be the invention of the, or it's probably someone who invented the computer, like Lisa or Jobs or something, right? Because it's okay computer. Yeah. Um, so. Would it be? Or IBM. I don't, uh, would it be Bill Gates? I will underline it. Radiohead gave it a mediocre review. <laughs> if he gave it a okay review, that would be a computer. What was the famous computer in the early <laughs> 80s? Either the... Uh, the Commodore, the IBM, uh, the I, just the IBM, I guess. I don't know if that would have been on there or, or the Apple II or Apple. I don't. I yeah, Apple II is Lisa, right? Is that the big one? 
I think so. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to go? I guess we can Nate go. Computers. Texas Instrument. That's what I know. Yeah. Should we go for the one point, get the extra clue, or just guess either like Apple II or or IBM? Um, let's just guess. Okay. I, or I don't care. You pick. All right, we'll, we'll go Apple II. So the answer is the personal computer. Mm. And I don't think Apple II counts. Or I don't know. Hell I'm going to no. leave it up well, to you guys. So here's the deal. In the beginning, you gave the disclosure that it was a person or an idea concept. Oh, yeah, I don't care. I wouldn't give us the points. No points. I have spoken. We don't need your mercy. You, you essentially told them it was a computer. Right. That's why I'm... I know. <laughs> and then we're going to move on to the next one. 1938. Is this the one? This one might be Hitler. <laughs> we better hear the clue, right? <laughs> but those Chickens. points. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care either. Do what you want. All right, give us the clue. Oh. All right. Subject of well-known internet rule known as Godwin's Law, in which he will ultimately be brought up in any online argument. Yep, it's Hitler. It's Adolf Hitler. <laughs> The answer, your next clue is leader of the Nazi party, in case you didn't get it. It's Adolf Hitler. Yeah. You knew he was on there somewhere. Damn right? it. We did. Yeah. All right. I'm glad that uh, we got it after we mentioned him, though, yeah. at least. All right. The next one is going to be 1927. Oh, come on. Tell me you guys are going to guess on this one without a clue. Yeah, I can't believe you guys are even thinking about, <laughs> about it. Just like... Well, these these aren't too hard. They're always like the same type of people. It's either politician, yeah, uh, but, warlord. But with the year, it's almost yeah. impossible. So 27, I think it's either going to be the entirety of the, three New, years ago. the New York Yankees or um, what about 27? What about like uh, Charles Lindbergh? Isn't that when his baby got kidnapped? And um, Those are both good, but I, I time-wise, I have no idea. I mean, it sounds right, but let's just take the clue. Yeah, that's and, fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cha -chi -cha -cha. <laughs> uh, all right. His flight was the little-known inspiration for a Death Cab for Cutie album. There you go. Yeah, I don't listen to Death Cab for Cutie, but I'm assuming it's Charles Lindbergh, right? Yeah. All right, that's what we'll go with. Yes, the album being Transatlanticism. Uh, it was a transatlantic flight for Charles Lindbergh. Matt, after that clue, I want you so much farther. <laughs> <laughs> all right next one <laughs> this clue is worse uh, the year is 2010 hitler was the only one i was willing to do a year guess on uh, yeah be, you know due to the proximity of the war right um the rest of these i do not want to do a year That's guess fair. unless it's super recent for some reason i had Lindbergh for 27 but so let's let's go ahead and get the clue okay all right the clue Sometimes I wonder what Tom would have done if he became one of the richest guys on the planet instead of this guy. Zuck. Yeah, because Tom was the guy from MySpace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I was I was Mark taking Zuckerberg. a walk walk around the neighborhood the other day and I heard somebody on their porch talking about that Mark Zuckerberger, <laughs> which I've said they have the best fries there at Zuckerberger's, but uh, we're saying Mark Zuckerberg. All right, and the answer is Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, the last clue being Jesse Eisenberg played him in a 2010 movie based on the quote-unquote real story of his social network site creation. And which ghost played him on a surfboard recently in Hawaii? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I do. He's like covered in, he's like covered in sunscreen. But it's like, like, it's a, like layered on. He's so pasty white. He oh, looks yes. like a mime. He probably needs it. He's the <laughs> like silver surfer. You know what? I saw cousin. that picture too. I thought it was fake. <laughs> nope. 
I don't blame him. I'm a, I'm a burner. I understand. All right, you ready for the next one? Yep. Uh, 2006. Let's take the clue. Okay. Better. All right, your clue is, technically, this makes Logan Paul and Jenna Marbles time people of the year. Oh, uh, probably YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I am going to give points. The answer was you, technically, content creators on the internet. Uh, that's pretty much the exact same thing. Okay. But it, I, I think on the this was the cover that had the... It was just like a blank. It was a mirror. I think it said, oh. you are the time person of the year. And everybody was like, boo. <laughs> That's um, one. Yeah, more or less. <laughs> All right. So there. now we're out of we're out of uh, things or concepts. So now okay. it's, mm-hmm. now it's really These last two are people. Um, so the next one is going to be 1991. Clue? Yeah. All right. Your clue is he was instrumental in the creation of Captain Planet and New World Orders. I'm assuming this is somebody who has to do with environmentalism, right? Yeah, perhaps. But Al Gore's like environmentalism wouldn't happen till later. Yeah. Uh, Ralph Nader. You can get one more clue. For one point, though? That's like worthless. <laughs> We're already so Better far than... behind. We only got f- 15 points so far in this game. We only got 20, so. Ugh. Do you want to just take the last clue? Sure. We'll just take the scraps. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding here for the scraps. All right. Naming his TV network after himself oh. might have been a bit of an indulgent move. Ted Turner. Mm-hmm. Creator of WCW and technically the NWO, New World Order. The answer is Ted Turner. Yeah. Fine. That's a tough one. Take that one All point right. and like it. <laughs> <laughs> and wrapping up this round, 2008. I mean. Uh, go for it. That's got to be Obama, right? It's got to be. That's what I would. Yeah, let's just, you want to just go for the full points? Let's do it. All yeah. right, we'll go Obama. All right, in the last dance, he was titled as Chicago resident. The answer is Barack Obama. You guys get the easy ones. <laughs> it's just like Big Daddy. Man. Hip hop, hip hop anonymous. Yeah, you're giving us hip hop anonymous. So. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are getting the easy ones. So after the swing round, it looks like uh, Team Terror on. Blood Fart Lake has 56 points, and Team Brimley's Believe It or Not is at 100. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw. <gasps> Ava, she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she... Or call she, the police. Or call the police, like she should have, <laughs> exactly. 
quickly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then from beneath the Hollywood sign is the gin joint for you. All right, question one, round two. In the 2020 remake of this game, there are achievements known as Mercenary Endeavors, The Pizza in the Sky, Snappy Dresser, and Materia for Beginners. Reluctant. I have no idea, Neil. I don't either. I'm, I'm trying to... The only thing I can think of is um, during quarantine, the biggest game everyone seems to be playing is Animal Crossing, where you have to like pick up things and like buy things and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I, are you okay with Animal Crossing? That's all I got. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Wasn't quite sure until you said the word materia, which is part of Final Fantasy VII. Keep, the keep answer getting is these Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy VII. VII questions. I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> Question two. Known for horizontal stripes and a stiff collar, fans of this sport are very familiar with this fashionable shirt style. All right, we're going to lock in here. I uh, initially told Justin possibly rugby because they always have a lot of uh, horizontal stripes and, and the, uh, the collars. Yeah, but then uh, what did you think, Justin? Yeah. Um, I, we ended up with polo because, you know, that's a shirt. I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I like that more than rugby at least. So that's yeah. our guess. We also said polo, though we were also considering uh, golf shirts. I was also thinking jockey. Jockey. Right. But uh, we are going with Polo. Our brand. Well, the horizontal stripes are what kind of differentiate this from a Polo shirt. The answer is rugby. Damn. Oh. Sorry, Neil. No, that's okay. Really? I had a feeling because I, I think I knew that there was a style of shirt called a rugby shirt that like Abercrombie models always wear. And I that's why it was in the back of my head. But Polo sounded just as good to me. So I thought Abercrombie models didn't wear shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the books that I read, they do. Because I like them with their shirts on. Oh. Because I want to imagine. Because every, every time I look at you with your shirt on, I try to imagine what your pecs look like, which is always better than actually seeing pecs. In I'll, I'll take my shirt off. <laughs> this this is episode, <laughs> second episode where we're naked. Uh, that's okay. We're back in the we're back in the sweat lodge. We've got to get used to it again. It's a little hot. Isn't I'm going to pop here. off the top. <laughs> Justin, you can take your shirt off too if you want. Oh, uh, my God. Thanks. All right. Quickly moving <laughs> on to question no three. <laughs> Speaking of rugby, in a Rugby World Cup game in 1995, the team from Japan came up against an absolute juggernaut in a match, losing 145-17 to in the highest-scoring Rugby World Cup game. Which team noted for their monochromatic style laid this beating on poor Japan? We're good. Yeah. No idea. Okay, so the only rugby team that I know that is like the most famous rugby team is the All Blacks from New Zealand. Let's do that. Okay, so we'll go. Uh, we'll go all blacks. Yep, New Zealand has a reputation of being good at rugby, and the All Blacks are monochromatic. So we said the New Zealand All Blacks, and the answer is the New Zealand All Blacks. Good so, job, good job, teams. I remember previously on an episode, I said that they were the Kiwis, and that was wrong. And then I got yelled at. So I wanted to make up to all the New Zealand All Blacks fans. There you go. All right, moving on to question four. Ironically, 
Glenn Jacobs was the only member of the Knox County Health Board to vote against wearing masks in public. What was Glenn Jacobs' profession before becoming mayor of Knox County? We can lock in. Okay, good. I believe uh, Glenn Jacobs is uh, a very tall, scary-looking man. Uh, he used to wear a mask for his old job. Do you, do you remember what it was? No. I believe he would uh, lift people up by the neck and then slam them down <laughs> onto a mat. Yeah. Because uh, he was previously known as Kane, and he's a wrestler. Yep, we agree. Uh, Glenn Jacobs is formerly known as Kane, and uh, yeah, he was a wrestler. Yes, and I of, also... course, of course, he's against masks. Yeah. Uh, I would have also accepted dentist as he was uh, Y.A. Yankum, I believe, as, at one point in time before <laughs> he was Kane. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so wrestler, wrestler is correct. Uh, Justin, I was going to say you had experience with uh, Glenn Jacobs, but you actually had more experience with Big Show. Yeah, I wrote, well, actually, that's kind of a funny story. I wrote a movie for WWE Studios called Vendetta, and uh, it took it takes place in a prison. And in the lead up to production, they actually had just used that same space as a uh, insane asylum for See No Evil, See No Evil 2, I think it was. Mm. And at the last minute, uh, Ken, you'll appreciate this, they asked, uh, if this is like three weeks out from production and they asked if we could possibly change the location of the entire film <laughs> from a prison because a prison movie to a boat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how that works, but luckily they, they decided to not go down. That. No, nothing uh, else. Nothing else hinges on the fact that it's in a prison. You didn't have <laughs> like a prison movie. You just have to change every time it says prison to boat. Yeah. To boat. Prison boat. How are I we going to get out of the bars on this boat? Oh, uh, we're going <laughs> to tunnel through the floor of this boat. <laughs> Wasn't there a prison boat movie with like Stallone and Schwarzenegger? Escape plan? There was under, under siege, technically, I guess. Were they prisoners on that? It was like cell block or something where they were in a prison, they were trying to get out, and then they get to the top and they realize that they're on a boat. <laughs> they had like a plan to escape. I think it was escape plan. Weren't they, on an oil, weren't they on an oil uh, drilling thing? That's what it was. Yeah, because yeah, right. in Face Off, yeah. the, the high security prison, they send um, Nicolas Cage, who is John Travolta with Nicolas Cage's face, <laughs> into the prison that's on the oil rig. <laughs> and they have the Mario Brothers boots that stick to the ground because of the magnet. All right, uh, I've, got, I've got one more joke. No. We, all right, one more joke for me and one more joke for Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> we just kidnapped the warden of this boat. All right, what's yours? <laughs> <laughs> no. Gotta no, cut I that. Have to one. make an edit. Thank you. <laughs> Ass. That's uh, so. So now I can't use any of that <laughs> because I referenced one for me, one for you. So you just <laughs> up the whole thing. Nah, you can cut that. Oh my god. <laughs> really? Ugh, we are moving it. out of these questions at light speed. <laughs> All right, question five, and this is another listener-submitted question five. It comes from one of our Patreon supporters, uh, Matthew Cosme, who sent, I believe he's writing a game right now, so maybe we'll get more questions like this, especially if you like this one. All right, you guys ready for the question? Yes. Yep. Possibly the best-known characters in the Pokemon anime besides Ash are Jesse and James of Team Rocket. A commonly known fact about them is that their name is derived from Old West outlaw Jesse James. Commonly forgotten by fans of the show and characters within the show as well are the other pair of Team Rocket members named for a different Old West outlaw. What are their names? 
Okay, I did not watch uh, Pokemon as a kid, so I do not know this explicitly, but we have a guest for another Old West uh, reference, and uh, we're going to lock in. And actually, I recently realized that uh, the characters' names are all different in Japanese. Like, they're not even, like, close. Hmm. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, Ken definitely knows, and Jeff both know more about anime, but uh, what are you leaning towards, Justin? Uh... Well, originally I thought like Doc and Wyatt, but they were more lawmen than, than outlaws. So um, you and I kind of went back and forth on Billy the Kid or Buffalo Bill. I think we settled on Billy the Kid. So Billy and Kid. Yeah, we said the same thing, thinking that the characters would maybe be named Billy and Kid. Um, nope, unfortunately no points there. Looking for a different Old West outlaw in Butch Cassidy. The answer is Butch and Cassidy. Jeff did huh. uh, write it. Ah, you did. There's no Sundance kids, though. Toss up. You're a big Pokemon guy, right, Jeff? Um, I did like the show. I didn't watch the later seasons, but I don't do, know. Cassidy as a girl's name made sense to me, but... Mm. Do you play cards, Pokemon cards still, or no? No, I just play Magic now, but I still have all my original Pokemon cards. Really? <laughs> yeah. Do people play it as passionately as Magic? Or do you magic... want them? You can just have them. Really? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll fence them. Magic's still bigger, right? I mean, There's... more people play that? Than Pokemon? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, moving on to question six. An alternate name for this Ryan Reynolds breakthrough television show would be Millie Vanilli, the subject of a Nine Days song, and Little Nero's. Yeah. I, I got this one, Justin. Good. <laughs> we're thinking this is uh, two guys, a girl, and a pizza place? Yes. Yeah, yeah we're, we're going to go with the same. Two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. Yeah, the answer is two guys, a girl, and a pizza place. So the other guy, there were actually like three guys at one point, right? Because the girl got a she had a, a another guy. Yeah. So I think Nathan Fillion was one of them, right? Yes. Yeah. I think the series, I, if I remember, there was like a lot of controversy because they they had a series finale that didn't go down so well because I think they let the audience vote on what they wanted the storyline to be. Like one of the characters would be <laughs> so pregnant weird. or not pregnant or something and everyone hated it if I remember. And, and by the end of it, there was no pizza place, right? It was just two guys and a girl. Yeah. Yes. They dropped pizza place after season one when they realized that nobody cared about the pizza place. But it was part of the charm, I would think. But uh, whatever. I, I think Ryan Reynolds replaced the pizza place, to be honest. Ah, I see. Okay. All right. Here's Next. a tasty yeah. dish. There you go. <laughs> Next question. Right. Moving on to question seven. After winning a Grammy in 2020 for best rap album after creating Igor in 2019, this artist was critical of the National Academy of Recording Arts and Sciences for consistently placing, quote, guys that look like me, end quote, in the rap and urban categories. We're actually going to lock in. We talked a little bit and we came to a consensus. All right. So you had mentioned... Uh... Lil Nas X. Well, I, I mean, I don't think his album. I know he he wanted to. Be, he was on like the country charts, and then the country charts took him off. So I don't know if like maybe the Grammys like just lumped him in to the urban category for the same reason, and then he was like, yeah, maybe. I, I don't see him winning for that. Album. I mean, that song was f everywhere. I don't think I've ever heard it all the way through. It's amazing. Um, yeah, that's fine. That's the best guess we have. Because I know like Kendrick Lamar won for Damn in like 17 or whatever, but I yeah, don't the, know what The name of the since. album doesn't sound familiar to me at Igor? all. Igor? So. Yeah, I don't know. All right, let's just say Lil Nas X. Okay, so Justin and I were talking back and forth. We were talking about what albums might have been released in the last couple of years. And I think this artist uh, is a big fan of the uh, coffee chain that Matt works at. Uh, and we're going to lock in Tyler, the creator. 
That's a very self-indulgent question I wrote. The answer is Tyler, the creator, who stopped into multinational uh, coffee chain the other day and sure was a very well. nice man. I, it was just all game theory. I knew at some point Matt would talk about what's going on oh, in his you're life. Right. You're right. I should have thought of that. Damn it. Question eight. The Gulf of this country extends from St. Petersburg in Russia to Tallinn in Estonia. If the Gulf has anything in common with its country, it's the happiest Gulf in the world. The happiest Gulf in the world? Um, what's What are some famous Gulfs? Volkswagen? <laughs> <laughs> uh Somewhere, something along the Gulf of Mexico or the Gulf, uh, uh, oh, man. St. Petersburg in Russia. I know, that's why. <laughs> 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 I love, so this deal just says stuff like that. <laughs> oh, okay. We're just looking for a country that's super happy all the time. Yeah. Now oh, you got it. Um, I love Cocainsburg. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I know I can I can see the clue and I've heard probably questions about it being happy before, but I don't know why I'm not coming up with anything. I mean, Ukraine sounds like an incredibly unhappy place, but I know it's around there. Okay. I mean, that's better than I, anything I have. I got a buddy from Kiev. I don't know. Uh, or Kiev. Let's go with that for, for Dimitri. Okay. I don't know. Uh, Ukraine, the Disney world of Europe. <laughs> 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 yeah and um they it's funny when you when you ask a person from this country if they're very happy they don't seem to think so but everyone else in the world does these are the Finns, so we said finland the answer is the gulf of finland noted for their high coffee consumption so i don't know if that has anything to do with it but it seems uh, to work for neil hmm, it does well you guys had a strong start in this game but hopefully it's a less strong finish yeah <laughs> But I'm bummed. I'll see myself out. <laughs> All right. Question nine. Oh my God, a child appeared behind you and scared me. <laughs> I, I, I was a little startled. Children. Just the like framing of it is. It's like with the lighting and everything. It's yes. so good. <laughs> it's like that, that newscast with the girl. <laughs> hey, Gray. Say hi. Say hi. Okay, now go. Like, she's, a, she's a perfectly cute child like does not look like a horror movie child but just like for a Appeared split up second the stairs up, over his shoulder appearing in the shadows <laughs> in like a very bright pink dress just the framing was perfect <laughs> like a child Complain ghost with me, daddy <laughs> oh my god she does have a uh, outlook hotel backpack right she does she oh, has, nice. yeah and she's got a shining print in her bedroom too yeah oh wow Yep. All right. All right. Question. We yep. can move on to question nine now. All right. Question nine. When coming up with a name for Bart's friend on The Simpsons, Matt Groening pondered what would be the most unfortunate name for a child. He settled on this name, the middle name of the 37th president of the United States. Locked it. It's got to be Millhouse, right? Yeah, that's what it is. I don't know what president. I don't even know Simpsons trivia, but I, I know that much. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, Film Fillmore, Millhouse, Fillmore, Leonard. No, I can't remember. No, it's Nixon, Richard. Richard uh, Millhouse, Nixon. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll go Millhouse. Yep. Also Millhouse for Nixon. Richard M. Nixon. The M stands for Millhouse. So points for everybody. All right. Question ten. Coming from the Latin stanum, this element is very familiar to Kevin Costner and Rene Russo. Oh, uh, we can we can lock that one in. 
a little something for Jeff, a little something for Neil. Tin. Ooh, I got an element question, but only because of Kevin Costner. <laughs> tin cup. Oh, yeah. We're going to go with tin. Uh, yes, yes. It is a uh, tin cup. I tried to work a clue in for Rin Tin Tin, but I couldn't get there. The answer was tin. Ah, yes. Stanum SN. That would be the tin. Got it. So it looks like we're still getting brutalized here, but uh, we close the gap slightly. Going into the final round, it looks like uh, Team Fart Blood Lake. What is it? I forgot. Team <laughs> Blood Terror on Blood Fart Lake. Uh, they have 126, and uh, here at Brimley's, believe it or not, uh, we are at 160. Here, here at Triviality, we believe in a very uh, high level of humor. <laughs> yes, high level very of humor. Very classy, yeah. high-grade humor. Well thought out. Yeah, We're the NPR of, of humor. Yeah. All right, well, before we go into the final round, uh, Jeff, why don't you tell people how they can join Justin as supporters on Patreon? It's very simple, Matt. You can follow the link in the show notes below or go to patreon.com slash trivialitypodcast where you can see all of our perks. We've just revised some, so go and check them out. We've added even more to all of our wonderful perks, and so if you can support us at any level, we'd be forever grateful. Yeah, and if not, just check out the great artwork uh, by my friend Harley Fizikas of uh, the Modern Electric Tattoo Shop. Yeah, if you want to share art that's on Ken's body, then uh, get a tattoo over there. Yeah. All right, are you guys ready for the final round categories? Yes, please. All right, your categories are Under Oath, The Academy Is, Fallout Boy, We Are Scientists, and Motion City Soundtrack. If this is anything like the actual categories, we'll be okay. It never is. <laughs> All right, you guys locked in? Yeah, and it appears that everybody loved the number 15 today, so all the questions are worth 15 points for both teams. All right, well then let's get those questions in the category Under Oath. It was a glorious day in the United States when this woman became the first female justice appointed to the Supreme Court. Question two in the Academy is, The Umbrella Academy Season 2 was just released on Netflix a few days ago. The author of the graphic novel is probably more well-known in another medium, having started a band after witnessing the 9-11 attacks in New York. This band were pioneers in the mall emo explosion of the early 2000s and was shown to have staying power as a reunion tour starting in 2019 sold out in mere seconds. Question 3 in Fallout Boy. Fallout is a video game franchise produced by Bethesda, who are also known for this first-person shooter, originally released in 1993 and getting a Rocky movie adaptation in 2005. Question four in We Are Scientists. Depending on if you count their daughter's husband's Nobel Peace Prize, this family has either four or five Nobel Prizes between the two generations. Question five in Motion City Soundtrack. While everyone knows The Bodyguard is the highest-grossing film soundtrack of all time, what soundtrack has been the highest grossing since the year 2000? Okay, we will consider the answers here, and we'll be back. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— we answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. 
Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-Off launches April 9th. All right, all the answers are locked in, so let's go grab those from the teams. Uh, question one, in under oath, it was a glorious day in the United States. Who's that Supreme Court justice? Let's start with terror on Fart Lake. Um, well, uh, we think that this was somebody who was uh, nominated by Ronald Reagan and then later famously portrayed in a Halloween costume by Leslie Nope. We went Sandra Day O'Connor. All right, and Brimley's. Yep, we agreed, Sandra Day O'Connor. All right, the answer was Sandra Day O'Connor. So 15 points for both teams. All right, in question two, the Academy is uh, the writer of the Umbrella Academy and started a band. Which band was it? Uh, we'll start with Brimley's this time. This one, I, I had a little bit of trouble because I, I didn't get it at the first read and on the second read of the question, um, I knew who the band was and I was naming songs about, of them in front of Matt and I could not think of the band name for whatever reason. But then it came to killing him. It was killing me. And then it, it came to me though and uh, we locked in with My Chemical Romance. Yeah, I didn't know he wrote the uh, graphic novel, but when he said they were reuniting and they sold out instantly, I knew it was My Chemical Romance. Yep, the answer is My Chemical Romance, 15 for both teams. So Gerard uh, Way wrote that? He did, yes. Ah. It's funny, on TikTok, uh, which I hate having even to say that, but on TikTok, there's a funny thing going around where there's piano players that you know play whatever, Mozart, Bach, and they do a really good job. People will comment and say, play the, the greatest <laughs> note ever existed, and all they just stand there Dun. and they, ding, they play the yeah. first note of Black Parade. Yeah, it's really funny. It's funny because I think we were in key too. Yeah. We were. <laughs> <laughs> all right, question three and fallout boy. Um, which first-person shooter did Bethesda make in 1993? Uh, we'll start with the Fart Lake. Uh, you said this was a Rocky film adaptation, so we thought it was Doom starring The Rock. Yeah, we were kind of going back and forth between Doom and GoldenEye, but then uh, realized that GoldenEye was a little too late, so we locked in with Doom. And the answer is Doom. 15 points for both teams. Looks like it's going to come down to the final two, so basically... We need to get both of these right, and they need to get both of these wrong for us to win. All right. A lot at stake here. Moving on to question four in scientists. Uh, which which of these notable families has either four or five Nobel Prizes? Let's start with the Brimleys this time. Yeah, we uh, didn't know, so we just locked in with the Bush family. 
<laughs> okay. <Ew. laughs> Moving on to the lake farters. Um, well, we know the matriarch has two, and we think her husband had one, and we think her daughter had one or two. We said this was the Curie family. And the answer is the Curie family. Good job. So it all comes down to this last question, which gave us both a bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're talking about Motion City soundtracks, talking movie soundtracks. Um, what has been the highest grossing soundtrack since the year 2000? Uh, let's start with the terror on whatever, etc. Fart Lake. Yeah. Fart Lake. We had to think long and hard about this one. We were kind of trying to think of musicals that were around that time. Um, we didn't think it was recent because of streaming. So we finally settled on 8 Mile, which is a music movie, but not a musical. So, Okay. All right. I'm going to wipe off the spaghetti uh, on my shirt here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we had a very similar discussion. Uh, I brought up The Greatest Showman, uh, which I know has been like killing the charts the last uh, couple years since it came out. Um, but Justin had a good point that, you know, there's a lot of streaming and things now. So it could be like downloads or streams and not necessarily sales. Um, and then we went back to uh, early in the 2000s. Uh, Moulin Rouge was a pretty huge hit. Um, and uh, that's what we locked in with. All right. So the Brimleys did have a pretty big lead going in here and they almost let it go. Um, but unfortunately, uh, they couldn't come up with the answers over at Fart Lake because the answer was frozen. Oh, no way. We had talked about that. I can't believe it. Uh, Frozen actually, and then second was High School Musical. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. Yeah, we talked about Frozen, but we didn't think the record sales were going to be there. Over 4 million records sold. Wow. Children children love Frozen. They need to let it go. I should have known that. My daughter, we just got her an Amazon Echo, and that's what she requests every day. All day, every day. Uh, that's hilarious. So when we babysit our niece, Arya, uh, she's so into Frozen 2. There's a song Adina Menzel sings where she kind of like calls out into the to the distance or whatever. Um, and she does like a yell and Arya will just walk into rooms with no context and just go, oh, like that, like that song, whatever it's called. And it, scared, it scared the crap out of us at one point because we didn't realize it was coming. So. Uh, yeah. So as Matt said, very, very close ending here. Uh the team fart lake uh, 171 uh and we had 175 at brimley's believe it or not <laughs> making us today's cream of the crop i am the cream crazy wow. crazy close crazy wow oh, man it really it came down Frozen. to the swing round clues yeah, yeah good game guys did. This is got, this is what's gonna make Ken a super villain. It's, he lost to Frozen, and he's just. <laughs> if we had asked for, if we had just asked, asked for, for the, the clue, clue for Gandhi, we would have won. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Oh well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, that was a that was a really fun game though, Matt. Thanks for writing it. Yeah, great. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun writing it. Uh, I posted uh, pictures of me kind of screwing around writing the question on Instagram, so make sure you check that out. I only had like six beers while I did it, Couple so of questions things got a little rough at the end. Yeah. Couple question beers, yeah, uh, yeah. You can follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Triviality Pod if you'd like to see Matt hijinks, especially when he's inebriated. Um, Justin, uh, always fun, obviously hanging out with you personally, but uh, these guys got to meet you. But uh, anything you'd like to tell the folks at home or any shout outs? No, I'll just uh, you know, thanks for having me. Obviously, it's good to finally 
meet you guys other than Neil, I guess. And uh, yeah, hey to my wife and my kids, Gray and West. I'll be excited for this. So, and just yeah. Justin was a lot more handsome than you described, Neil. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, thanks. Well, I described him as a modern day Eric Stoltz in mask. <laughs> <laughs> but he has a, a much nicer mustache i'll take it all right well i guess that will wrap it up for us today uh on behalf of ken neil jeff and justin my name was matt and that was triviality all right moving on to question 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 yes it's like pinky in the brain uh narf